In this world's crisis, people lay their heads down at night thinking several things. They're praying for their family's safety. They're praying for their own health. And they're praying for a brand new episode of the critically acclaimed A Gentleman's Chat with your hosts, Ian and Billy. Boys and girls, we're back for the 25th episode. That's like the silver anniversary, Ian. We're kind of killing it. Not the silver edition? No, not the silver edition. That's that's right. why they make box sets and they sell it like friends yeah, yeah. 20 years later. For the record, that was superb. That was much better than the first take we never do. Thank you. I know. I really am a one-take wonder. <laughs> so I wanted to start off by, um, well, really explaining to you something that's been pissing me off recently, Ian. That narrows it down. Are you ready? Here it yeah. is. Spotify year-end reviews. Spotify, at the end of the year, puts out this thing where it says all the hours and the minutes of the things you've listened to, and it compiles playlists of like your most listened to songs, and everybody's been posting about it. You go on Twitter, the, the, the timeline is filled with nothing but people sending out print screens of their Spotify year in review. You go on Facebook and you're just reaffirming those 40-year-old gals that only listen to 80s rock music. They're just telling you that. But Ian, I would like to set aside my anger for this useless thing that we are doing right now and talk you through a gentleman's chat Spotify year-end review. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. Here we go. go. A gentleman's chat viewership grew 33% in the United States, making that our most viewed place. A gentleman's chat has now been listened to in five new countries since the 1st of January, 2020. A lot of these... Um, over in Europe, meaning we're in six of the seven continents. Antarctica is really being a holdout. Oh, it sucks. We really need that one that one facility down there. We do. Yeah. We really do. Followers of a gentleman's chat has increased 115%, with our hours listened to increasing 94%. And what that means is we're like the closest thing to a vaccine there is right now for the coronavirus. People are listening to us. They're being cured of their problems. I don't think that's yeah. quite a vaccine. No, but it almost is. It's more like a preventative. Yeah, we're we're better than uh, better, <laughs> better than, than a vaccine. Flintstone yeah. gummies that you kids they give kids, you know, to prevent immune problems and whatnot. Yeah, do those still exist? I haven't heard of those for a long time. I'm hoping so. Okay, if not I'm dating myself. <laughs> and a gentleman's chat has produced eleven episodes since January first, twenty twenty, which is not bad. It's also not the greatest. No, but I mean... There have been hurdles, though. There have been a lot of hurdles that people probably don't know about. This virus thing really has created a, a, a hard environment for us to, to get together. For face-to-face, close proximity chat interactions and a closed-off studio? Yeah, it makes it very difficult to do that. <laughs> That's the thing that makes it difficult to do. Yeah, I'd, I'd think so, too. But hey, these are all good signs. These mean five new countries are listening to us. So five uh, five new countries worth of people, uh, assumingly, yeah. are now adjusting their view of the United States to us. That's probably new- pretty good. Oh, yeah. Or bad, I guess, depending on how you want to no, look it's, at it. It's good. It's good. We're like the level-headed guys. Yeah, that's true. We're crushing it. So we just had Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Christmas is upon us. And I wanted to start off this chat asking your thoughts on Christmas. Where do you sit on Christmas? Are you a fan? Are you not a fan? In general? In general. That seems like kind of a... 
It's broad. It's meant. Yeah, to be it's very broad. It's broad. Talk me through it. Yeah, I like Christmas. Fine. I think it's celebrated for the most part for the wrong reasons. But aside from that, there's nothing like innately bad about it. I think it brings out a lot of bad in a lot of people. Now that I'm thinking about it, because people get hyper competitive on sales and. The notion of gift giving always has certain aspects of either just spite or jealousy or just get guilt. Just all the worst <laughs> things are involved in gift giving. But the notion of Christmas itself, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, as a Christian man, I, you know, kind of touches home. It's right. almost a personal holiday for reasons unknown. Um, but I do think that Christmas over the years has kind of lost some of the meaning that it once held. Right. Sort of like if another December holiday, make sure I pick one that way I don't screw up, uh, Hanukkah, if they all of a sudden celebrated just the gift exchange of Hanukkah and nothing right. else, I feel like it, it kind of dilutes the original intention of the holiday. But the overall just selfless giving aspect and... Almost the commercialized aspect isn't bad. It's it's just where we're going, and it's part yeah. of the part of the deal. Yeah, it's part of the it's part of the whole charade. Yeah, I, and I don't not like it. Yeah, I I like Christmas. It's a, my favorite holiday, probably, um, for a couple reasons. As a Christian man, as well, you know, it, it touches in a, in a way. It hits different, as the kids say. Um, I love Hallmark movies. So, and they've got a new one premiering every day during December, or whatever their big shtick is. So that's always fun. And I like gift giving. I think it's a great way to physically show someone, especially someone that maybe you don't see all the time. Like, yeah. hey, this is um, a token of my appreciation to you, for you. I was wondering, though, because I was, I was at the mall today, and I was thinking, there are a lot of people in here for the middle of a, a global pandemic that's only getting worse. I wonder if people are going to spend more money on Christmas because they've been stuck inside and they just want oh, probably. Like pent up want. Or if they're going to spend less money because they've been unemployed for several months. Or that they've had financial troubles. I feel like most people who are prone to spend large portions of money at once aren't necessarily the ones to have their budget into account. Mm, that's a good point. So I don't think it's going to decrease the spending. It's most likely going to go up no matter what. I think it probably is. What do they say? Christmas brings in like $4.2 billion or something like that. For oh, local yeah. Businesses. It's some astronomical, like 90% of most companies and businesses net profits come within the month of December. Right. That's amazing. Well, probably Black Friday through December. The whole, yeah. th you know, past Thanksgiving sort yeah. of area. Um, I was thinking, though, there are all these people are going out and buying all these gifts. You and I being the gentleman people that we need to be to help this world, you and I should come up with a gentleman's Christmas list. What are things that guys like you and me can buy either their significant others or people that are important to them? What are some good gifts to be given? It's a good question. And, and uh, while you think about it... I let think me... we should dive into specific categories right. then when we go through it. Right, okay. but let me preface all this with this statement. I like the idea of gift giving. I just mentioned all that. I despise buying gifts because I, I get so much anxiety about 
buying gifts for people. I want them to be good. I want them to like them. I am so bad at coming up with ideas for people's gifts. So it's like Thanksgiving happens and the day after anxiety hits me because I need to figure <laughs> out what to buy my better half. I need to figure out what to buy my mother. I need to, I've got all these gifts that I need to be buying for people and I can't come up with anything easily. So that's that's also why I want to make this list. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. I don't have that problem. I'm fine with buying gifts. I'm bad at receiving gifts. I say I'm I'm the inverted. I love giving gifts. Right. If anybody tries to give a gift to me, I it just rubs me the wrong way. I hate the idea of receiving a gift. That's true. Last year for Christmas, I got you a gentleman. Uh, it was a whiskey glass. Yeah, it says a gentleman and a scholar on it. <laughs> that it does. And. Uh, I do remember you not enjoying receiving the gift, but I see it's next to us in here. Yeah, it's so not like I it. it's not like I don't like the aspect of obtaining like thoughtful things from people. It's like don't like the actual taking things from others. Right. Especially um without having done anything for it. Right. <laughs> I just feel like I'm cheating someone. It's, it's well, it is a little awkward, right? Yeah. Especially the older you get cuz when you're a kid, I've noticed that, you know, mom's always got the camera out and this is like a big deal. Yeah. When you get older, I just have to stare that person in the face and be like, "Oh, thank you for yeah. this thing that you clearly thought about, went out, spent your own money on, wrapped up and saved to then hand to me." Yep. Yeah. But then as uh, we keep getting older here more and more personally i feel as you get older there's so much less and less like impulse things or wants that you just have mm-hmm. for instance like a kid you ask them their christmas list they'll give you 20 things right me now um as a functional adult if someone asks me what do you want for christmas i'm like i have to sit there and think i'm like i don't want anything for christmas like, believe it or not, if I really want something, I'll go to the store and just get it today. It's problem. so, it's so awkward. It's like, well, well, what do you want? It's like, that's the problem. I don't really want anything right now. And if I think of it later, I'm probably just going to go get it. Right. Especially because <laughs> the holiday season starts so soon now. People yeah. start like pre-Thanksgiving. I was asked, hey, what's on your Christmas list? I'm supposed uh, to have one of those? I have a Christmas list? I... Yeah. Normally, if I want something, I go get it. Do you know what I put on there? A Christmas a re- list. I put a recycling bin. You don't have a recycling bin? Not in my office. No. What? But see, that's something I'm not going to wait a month for. Why don't you just go get I it? I know, but they said you have to have something on it. So, <laughs> I, dude, I got held at like gunpoint. Like, we need to buy yep. something for you. And then you have the second problem. Because your list gets so small, say you only want a recycling bin. Well, guess what? Christmas comes, you're getting 20 recycling I'm bins. so many recycling bins, too. <laughs> And then you could be genuine with the first person, like, yes, I really wanted a recycling bin. Thank you so much. By the 18th, you're going to be like, like, you understand that they're coming from a place of compassion, but it's like, I have 17 of these. I'm trying to be thankful, but this is just a burden at this point. I don't need this recycling bin. (laughs) I get a feeling that's how it's going to be, because everybody that's asked me, that's the thing I've said. Like, I want a recycling bin for my office. Yeah. I can see me getting at least seven of these. old man in the house slippers. Oh, it's like yeah. the first pair, great. And by the end of the day, they're like, oh, another pair of the same branded house slippers. How did you guys know? <laughs> I had that problem last year. No, two years ago. Because I wanted slippers for the house. Because I got a pair when I was younger. I was like, I wanted these. And because I, my dad walked around, they look comfy. So I got it. They, they are were, pretty comfy. They were so comfy, yep. dude. They were next level. My life changed that day. <laughs> that was a schema altering event, okay? 
And then I was like, I want slippers for Christmas. I got so many pairs of slippers. You, I alternate them now. I got a pair of slippers for every day of the week. It's just ridiculous. So I, <laughs> so I put on my list a, a recycling bin. And the other thing that I've noticed is if I don't go buy it, like if it's not something I already possess, that means it's a long-term project that I'm working on. Yeah. Meaning it's expensive. If I yeah, like way too expensive for a gift. Right. Like, yes, I want um, like a new audio interface plus microphones or like this, you know, I'm, I'm hypothetical. Yeah, like a here. 74B, like right. $400 microphone yeah, a piece. Yeah, I want a, yeah, I want a $500 microphone. That's on my yeah. Christmas list. Nobody is going to buy me that. And they shouldn't, all, yeah. And they shouldn't. <laughs> they should not buy me that. And secondarily, if they did buy me that, oh, no. What do you say to that? That you can't give like a regular thank you, like yeah, a recycling it's, it's, bin. It's almost more awkward than just getting something you have no intention of using. It's like a Dollar Tree gift. So much worse. It's yeah, so it's much like a, worse. Uh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then it's like, well, I didn't invest the time and money for five hundred dollar gift that you were personally working for. I know. <laughs> now what am I gonna do? Dude, that's the worst part. <laughs> My girlfriend, God bless her, and she listens to all these shows now, so I should be very careful with what I say, but she was asking me, she was probing, to see how many gifts I got her, and roughly how much I spent on all of them, because she she is super anal about it being even. She doesn't want to, like, she doesn't want me to spend more money on her than her me, or the other way around, and she's also the person that it needs to even out. Like, if she buys someone two gifts, but someone else one gift, that's not good enough. Everyone needs to get the same number of gifts. So. That sounds so stressful. <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself? I don't know. Personal anecdote to Miss um, Billy's significant other. <laughs> My word of advice. A gift is something you give someone to show you care. I would not ever preface the number of the objects of the show for your care, or the price of the objects. I would throw that out the window. Right. For example, say Billy really, really wants a personalized golf tee. Costs him $4 on Amazon. But that's what he wants in life. He will be the happiest person alive, and it'll mean the most to him if you give him a $4 golf tee. If we're in the same room, and say I'm bougie and only care for the best, and I want... You know, a 10-pound emerald, and that's all I want. You spend $10 million for the emerald. You're not cheating Billy, and you're not, like, showing more care for me because we both got exactly what we wanted. You showed, like, you cared and you fought for that. It doesn't really matter the price. No, it doesn't matter at all. Granted, don't be buying anybody something that's as expensive as a... How much did I say? 10-pound ruby? Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't be doing that either. No, no. I And I feel the same way about price on objects. I think of the object. Yeah. You know, like, what what is this thing? And I always try to go for small, meaningful things. I'm like a several small things guy than a one yeah. big thing guy. I don't know. I like knick-knacky things. So you can give someone... You can go to an antique store and buy out the place in knick-knacks for $7. That is and true. And you're set. You are set, Okay. You gotta take that home in a truck. You got so many freaking knickknacks. It's great. That's that's how I like to do it. Yeah. So should we dive into the actual categories of we gifts? We should. Yes. Let's get to it. All right. What's your first category? I feel like, um, well, we're gonna break these categories up into like 
people's relationships, like mom-dad gifts, significant other gifts, or should we break them up into, like, uh, levels of how much I like you gifts? Yeah, seeing as I'm a gentleman, I'll defer to the person who brought up the topic. Ah, <laughs> yes, the indecisive answer. I yeah. see. Your call, Billy. Listen, I'm going for gifts based on how much I like these people, because... <laughs> I do like that. Hey, I genuinely enjoy that. <laughs> I got a reasoning here. And it's something that um, a colleague of mine told me once, or a friend of mine. They were saying anybody can be um, a parent, but not anyone can be a mom or dad. So the concept is that just because they're your parents doesn't mean that you should give them something more than the friend that helped you through a terrible time. Right? So I don't want to break it into like friend significant other slash dash husband wife parents because those could mean different things to different people i feel like we're going for universal <laughs> gentleman's chat approved gift giving we need to be one through ten scaling this shit all right just for the sake of um the whole shebang let's start at the tip top tens These yeah are the people you the love tens. adore yeah your favorite peoples all right i feel like it needs to be personalized in some way to that person you can't get some sort of, like it needs to be meaningful to them. Yeah. Right. You can't you can't go get them some off the shelf generic says Stacy's name on it stuff. <laughs> you got to be getting something that cuts deep. If they like um, drinking, for example, or they're into like whiskey tasting or something, because I know that's a big thing nowadays, especially with the lockdown. I know a lot of people have been. Well, yeah, it's something you can do every day. Right, at-home whiskey tasting, or it's a thing that they do with their partner, whoever they may be. I feel like a personalized drinking glass of some kind. I would also maintain that could be coffee mug level, right? Um, Big coffee drinkers here in America. Right, I feel like something in that that they use every day. I feel like if you're at a 10, this needs to be everyday useful stuff. That's that's a good principle. Something they'll use every day or at least acknowledge every day or have with them. Right. I feel like that's important. I feel like you can go 8 through 10 on that. And the different levels of personal. That's a good range. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying... And I don't think we could price range these, the, these categories. No, that's what I was kind of saying earlier. As far as gift giving, it's the meaning behind what you're doing for someone else. So I would throw the price tags out. It doesn't really matter one way or another no, it what doesn't. it is. Yeah, I don't think they need to be grand gestures the higher you go. Yeah. But I also don't think that if the person grills every day, a spatula is going to cut it. <laughs> right? A one spatula. I feel like it's you need to give multiple spatulas. You can't give an spatula to somebody unless it's, I guess unless it's personalized, if it says their name on it or it's, it's the spatula, gold spatula they wanted, I guess... Alright, I contradict myself. I feel myself. like I feel like if someone's grilling every day though, they have a spatula they really like. Right. So that might not be what you want to get. Cause I could tell if it's something I use daily and I like, say like my mouse. I use my mouse yep. for computer mouse, not pet mice. Yeah. Um I use that literally daily. But it's the exact one I enjoy having. So if someone were to get me like a personalized mouse with my name on it, whatnot. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Doesn't matter how much it. I love them or respect the gift. I'm not using it. You ain't using it. And this, yeah. is, this is this is the third reason. You've trampled on the third reason why <laughs> I hate receiving gifts. The first one is that it's just awkward, right? I just don't yeah. like being given things. Second of all, if they spent more money than I spent on them, you just it just makes you feel bad. It's it's just a continual shit show. 
the third reason that I do not like receiving gifts is that it might not be something I use. It might be in the ballpark. Very it, much so. It might be a computer mouse of which yeah, I like, use every day. You could very clearly tell they're trying and yes. they really thought about you, but it's just not, it you're never going to touch it. It might not be the ones that I would use. Yeah. And I'm particular. I'm, I Yeah, same. I'm a super picky guy. Like, uh, or even buying clothes. I like specific types of shirts. Yeah. You know, I'm wearing a dress shirt now and I got dress pants on and that's what I like to wear. Of a particular brand. I'm a brand guy. I don't know why. I just always have been. Like mice and keyboards. I like a specific brand. I want that specific one. Microphones. Yeah. I'm an Audio Technica guy. I don't know why. I just am. So I think that makes it super duper tough for receiving gifts, at least, because I'm impossible to buy for. On a side tangent, why Audio Technica? Um, partly because it was the first like grade of professional mic that I bought. Okay. And I'm very brand loyal. Like once I find the one that works, that's the then one I Then you're going to stick with that? Right. Yeah. And I also like Audio-Technica for the variety of products they bring. I suppose. And particularly the mic I use, which is an AT2020 that's very old now. It, I bought it several years ago. <laughs> the thing is bulletproof. I've used it touring before, so it's traveled with me on the road. I've used it for in this application for audio recording for like ensembles and stuff like that. I've used it in so many scenarios, and it just works every time I plug it in. Yeah. So I like it. So it's the brand. The brand just builds up basically good insight yeah. in your minds over yeah. over use of one really good product. From yeah, it, it builds a good rapport. Are yeah. you like that with anything? Are you, are you super brand snobby or snobby, quote unquote, <laughs> loyal? Or are you just, you want the thing that works? I'm pretty much, I'm a very practical, I like the thing that works. Mm. I would say that the two closest things I would get to that is I do like Logitech for um, computer mice just yeah. because of the actual like shape and the weight. It's just a good balance for me. But once again, I wouldn't not use any other mouse. So right. um, another one going across audio, less recording, more so like headphones or actual audio equipment that on the receiving side. I love Sennheiser. Oh, I'm yeah. a big Sennheiser guy. Um, just because, and once again, it's not because I wouldn't try anything else, but Sennheiser is the name that I would just go to that I know it will be quality and I know it will work to whatever degree I'm right. investing into it. I think that's important. Um, I have a lot of anti-brands. Like I would never own a Nissan. Oh, really? yeah. What do you have against Nissan? I just... They feel almost flimsy when I've driven in them before. They're like light and here in the Wisconsin winters, I just would not feel safe driving in them. And I also... Nissan makes very compact actual cabins or yeah. um, the where you actually sit in the car. And I do not like feeling confined while I'm driving. It's just like an awkward tight feeling it doesn't really make me feel guy safe. Too, so. yeah so it i don't like really compact cars or cabins and i feel like most nissan products are that so i've never owned a nissan I i've got, also never heard a good story about a nissan that's side tangent i got a buddy of mine he's i think he's 6'3 240 maybe he guy's a hockey player and he owned a mini forever he loved this <laughs> mini dude he he stuffed himself into it every day and drove it around and it was a nice car i rode in it it's heated seats it rode really nice the only problem was the year that he got, 
had a very, very faulty engine in it. Because oh, they built, yeah. I don't know where the Germans went wrong, or maybe this wasn't even a German-built motor because this thing sucked ass, I just have to admit to you. I, I watched it die. I was in the car when it <laughs> let go. <laughs> and uh, he actually bought a Nissan Altima, like a 2017, and he loves it. Yeah. And I think that's the you know, the preference thing that we're talking about. Yeah, it's very much preference. And like I said, mine's more personal feel. I've never had anything like strictly against their design right. or anything it's just i a big part is the cabin and they used to be and they tend to be smaller and a smaller car where i'm feeling cramped isn't going to get me through one of our blizzards it's true yeah so true. uh for the most part i've only had chevy and ford all pre-owned yeah. to this date but chevy and ford tend to make much larger vehicles yep. which fare much better in wisconsin either the salt over time or just harsh winters so yeah you know what's one thing i'm very um actually i would say very particular about is the writing utensil i use do you have a particular writing utensil that you do? you do what's back here oh you and i are very similar you like zebra brand yep the zebra 0.7 millimeter pencil and pens yeah the f301s and i think the pencil is the f302 yep i have sparked so many debates with people because a lot of people that I know or talk to, they don't care. It's a pencil. They just write with it. They're yeah, like, no, write. I like mine. Right. <laughs> I think, I. what's the one thing I do every single day? Write. At I was going to say point. drink, but... Right. Okay. That that Drinking is, is also an alternative for some people, but for me, it's writing. <laughs> it, I'm writing down something on a list. I'm writing down, you know, uh, an assignment or I'm random notes. or no random notes. I'm Your always, signature. <laughs> I'm signing something. It's almost a daily occurrence. That happens. So why wouldn't I invest in something that I like to write with or something that's comfortable? There is such thing as a bad pencil in my eyes. Like it's yeah, worth... a standard number two pencil. Yeah. It might be because how I hold the pencil. I don't hold the official way where you're technically supposed to hold a pencil with your um, middle finger on it. So right. none of your um, knuckles are graced. I don't do that. I hold a pencil with my pointer finger and use my middle finger as leverage on the knuckle. I, and I number two pencils, over time, they'll just rub against that knuckle and it gets really like sore. Yeah, they wear into it. You yeah. notice a spot. I I am I am brand not particularly brand particular. Ah, I'm not brand particular. <laughs> sorry, but I am pencil particular and pen particular. If it's something I use every day. It's worth spending $7 on or $8 on or whatever it is for a pencil. Oh, yeah. I've, I've invested most of the money I've invested in life has just been things I use every day because if I'm going to use it every day, might as well have it nice. Right. This has been a long tangent. We should circle back to this Christmas list that we're making. <laughs> it's a good idea. So we've got personalized items at the very top of our list, something that means something to that person. It doesn't have to be a big gesture. Again, if they like grilling, it could be maybe a spatula or maybe like a grill grate that they want or something they've been talking about that's important. Yeah, or an accessory to the grill. Accessory. Maybe like a side-on smoker or something like and that. And also, if they're a number 10 or 8 through 10 on your list, it's worth you digging and understanding what they like. If they like oh, yeah. a particular pencil, then you should maybe dig to understand that. Seek to understand that knowledge. If they're super into a particular uh, method of how glass is made and they want that as their, their yeah. mug, then go for it. 
I feel like but at the level of 8 to 10, you should know very in-depth of the people right. you're getting to. You should. Otherwise, you should take a step back. They're probably not at 8 to 10 if you can't, if you don't know the inner workings of them. Right. And how they feel and think on things. So secondary, after 8 to 10, we've got the, uh, what would it be? 5 through 7s. So these are people that you know. Yeah. You know these people. But let's, let's, you know, you don't talk to them every day. Let's be honest, okay? You talk to them once a month. Maybe, maybe three years ago they did something important in your life. And you want to send them another gift because you think it's important. But these these are not the the top 10 crew anymore. These are the top, top 30 folk, all right? What do you okay. get them when you're getting them a Christmas gift? I would do... Myself, I would give them very practical, less personalized especially if I don't talk to them but once a month. Find something maybe that they want and practically just get them that thing. Like, don't think too hard into it. Say someone really needs a coffee maker and you know they really need a coffee maker. Just get them a coffee maker. Right. Like, I feel like that range, yeah, just very practical. Get what they need yeah, or what they want. I think that's true. And I think... Maybe also, like, they're into a, a hobby. Like, maybe they're really into woodworking. Oh, yeah. Getting something in that general area. Like, getting them a brand new set of drill bits or something, as an example. I think that would be... That's a five through seven. Yeah. Sort of. It's just something in the It shows genre. you care and you considerate, but you're not spending an entire month deliberating, like, the exact thing of what you're going to... No, you're not looking at brands yeah. trying to find exactly. the best of this obscure thing that... You know, yeah. So that's five through sevens. Now, we can categorize one through fours, I think, together. Yeah. I, I feel like those are, those are what, what we call those people are distant acquaintances. These are people you graduated with four years ago that you haven't talked to but twice, but you feel the need because you were thrown into some <laughs> stupid secret Santa to get them something. Yeah, I'm not big on secret Santa gifts. No, I'm not either. I, I feel like it's a big secrets. waste. I hate secret Santa. I hate <laughs> of everybody's time and money. Um, honestly, I would get okay. This it, it's a divide. Three and four, I would get them something random, off the cuff, just to be something, just to say, "Hey, I got you something," and it'd be like a. But why? <laughs> <laughs> So, so that level of gift. And the first thing you see, like that's under five dollars, is what you're getting them. Yeah, or or just to be, just like an acknowledgement thing. Ah, like nothing in particular, just to say, hey, a gift for you. There you go. Did you need a plastic bottle with a gopher on it? No. Now you have it. I think it's when we get to four and under that it's completely acceptable. No, I have a completely to, different philosophy for ones and twos. I think it's completely acceptable to be repackaging things in your own <laughs> You don't use anymore. That That's a level two. In fact, I use that five through seven even. If it's something good that you got that you don't use, give that shit away. I don't think I would go that far. Solid two. Level two is just whatever I find around. They can have... <laughs> Okay. Yeah, this is nice. I'll throw a couple of these in a bag. You could have it. I, I The only reason I say this is five through seven is because I know in my head I'm repackaging something I own for someone else that I yep. use in the five through seven category because I just don't use it anymore. Okay. But I guess there's something different. But if it's a nice thing. Yeah. I think on the whole, 
twos and ones. It's anything in your house. No, no, no. Ones I have a very specific taste for. Oh, 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 oh. So a one in my eyes is directly someone that you are almost required to give a gift to, but you do not like. You despise this person. (laughs) For instance, like if you have a hated sibling, a hated stepchild or stepparent, or a hated um, in-law. Oh, there you go. A hated, like friend that you're closely knit but you have to get them something i would get them something deliberately a nuisance to have around but also something not easily to get rid of Uh for instance you have an in-law like say you despise your mother-in-law um of which i would never say (laughs) but you go to Walmart, and Walmart has, online, you have, like, 20-foot stuffed bears. <laughs> now, if you think logically, there is nothing you can do with a 20-foot stuffed bear. You can't actually throw it out, especially not for free, because it won't fit in any bin or anything. <laughs> no one will come and get this. It won't fit in any room or any actual place and there is no use for it like you can't there is no use for a 20 foot tall stuffed animal (laughs) (laughs) so you go and you make this grand gesture you make it a whole shebang you wrap it up nice and tight and you give this person you hate that you're forced to give a gift a 20 foot tall stuffed bear just knowing like both of you know there is nothing this person can do with this they are stuck with this for life it is taking up an entire second bedroom for this stuffed bear. I don't even think you need to go past that gift giving idea. That's the one. If this, if this person's a one, you get them a yeah. giant stuffed bear. Ones, and here's the uh, great notion of it. You splurge because a 20-foot tall stuffed animal isn't, isn't going to be the cheapest, but you get them this one year, you'll never have to give them a gift again because they'll be like... And, see, they have to play nice because it was a gift. <laughs> they'll be like, oh, see, that, that was such a great gift. I Don't worry about me this year. Just just don't get me anything. You, I still use the bear every day. It's in my living room. I, it, it stays there. I see it every day. Please, you're good. So it's that one, one good gift. Never have to do it again. And you just know every day you get to wake up with a little... That person I despise gets to deal with the 20 yeah, your foot stuffed bear. Your holiday season got better because you got that bear. Exactly. Also, that's incredibly spiteful and only do it in very rare circumstances. Yeah, I feel like if you were to graph the expenditure on a, on a graph of like the 1 through 10s. Point what, Yeah, the, <laughs> 1 is a high expenditure because spite gifts are expensive. Very much so. And then it drops down to nothing and slowly builds itself back up as we reach Exactly, 10. it's that V. It's, a, it's, a, it's the it's a, Christmas it's a V. It's a parabola. It's... it's <laughs> The Christmas parabola. Exactly. Um, oh my god. But yeah, that's my number one gift. And if you don't want to splurge on a 20 foot tall stuffed animal, you get them something you know they don't like. But in a gift way. So say they absolutely despise snakes. Get them one of those rubber snakes. Yeah, or like let's say every time they smell a vanilla candle they get a headache. You forgot about it, didn't you? Because you're gonna yeah, get you're them gonna a get vanilla the... candle. Yeah, but not not vanilla straight up. It's got to be like 
vanilla chocolate or vanilla pumpkin. Yeah. Vanilla cream. Because then there's plausible deniability. Right. It's got to be Christmas scented. But we all know that shit's got vanilla <laughs> in it, right? Okay. Yeah, you were smelling the individual ones of the same candle just to find the one with the most vanilla scent yeah, maybe, of the s'mores. Maybe you get into candle making. You order up some <laughs> wax off the internet and, you know, ocean mist and just tell a couple dabs of vanilla in that bad boy. Yeah. Those are but the ones. Th- those are the great gifts I would get for ones. Yeah. Having said that, a very, very harsh disclaimer. Ensure, and I cannot warrant this enough, that this number one does not reside within your personal home. <laughs> Because at that point, you did not think things through. Because if you get them a 20-foot tall stuffed bear, guess who also got a 20-foot tall stuffed bear? (laughs) And consequently, if they get really bad headaches when they smell vanilla for a candle, and you have to live in in the same house of someone who will get a headache and just royally piss and moan or be very crabby every time the candle is lit, that's probably not a good gift. You're right. I think that's an important disclaimer. That's like that's like a Hallmark movie, like one of their comedy movies ending for you. Twenty foot tall bear, you get them. It's like a good spite gift, and then it's like the karma at the end. You realize that's going in my living room, (laughs) and then the movie ends. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Well, I think we've done it. We've solved the Christmas parabola. We've done it. You and I have, but. What the listeners are going to do now is listen to an incredible ad read about Anchor.fm. I really hope that wasn't actually what that ad is. <laughs> I really am. I'm genuinely hoping. I've talked to some uh, It's people. 50-50. It's either Anchor or it's Shadow, Raid Shadow Legends. It's you never know. some ad like that. I should actually mention, just because we're, I was thinking about Anchor.fm, they are the people that host this podcast, and they have ever since it was created. Um... They've been super duper nice to us, especially during this quarantine thing, because when we went to start this podcast, we were looking for something that could um, host our show on multiple platforms. Yeah, like uh, a distributor. We needed a distributor. And Anchor.fm is a really great place. It's, It's actually free. And um, to, to host our stuff. Yeah. And um, even through this quarantine, the whole shakeup with the world, they've still maintained a great relationship with us. They've reached out and they've they've really, they're doing a really nice job. And I think the things that they're doing are super good. Good overall cool. business. Yeah, yeah, they're very good overall business. So, and that's that's what a gentleman's chat is hosted on, anchor.fm. So hopefully that's the ad that you've got. And it wasn't Shadow Legends of some kind. <laughs> then I'll sound like a real idiot. <laughs> So, Ian, I want to take the second half of this podcast um, and start to talk about a recent experience I had, because we've been talking about the coronavirus and stuff like that. I got the cooties. Part of the reason why this show has been delayed for so long is because I had that. So, um, I plan on doing a special episode of A Gentleman's Chat about this topic with my significant other, who's the, some, the person that had to go through this, through this experience with me. But I, I got it. I got the cooties. And it's strange because, and you're a doctor, so maybe you can shed more light on this. They don't know where I got it or how I got it. Because I only got a test because I had to go in for an operation at the hospital. So they had to do a pre-op COVID test on me and it came yep. back positive. Not for the virus, but for the antibodies. Meaning that I didn't have the virus, but at some point I You had it, it yes. Right. I did not spread it because everyone in my close circle got tested. They didn't have the antibodies and they didn't have the act- the active virus. 
So I was a carrier, not a spreader of the virus. And I, they have no idea where or how I've gotten it because I've done nothing but stay in my own house for the past eight months. Yeah, that's that's nature of viruses in the first place. Um, ultimately, unless you are in an isolation chamber, a virus, especially an airborne pathogen or an airborne virus, spreads via air. So there is a multitude of possibilities, even if they're not high, like for the most part, viral spreading via just random encounter with the wild is probably not um, ever going to happen to you personally, but it can. Mm. And with a new virus that nobody has antibodies for, that's already going through an entire um, pool of possible infection sites. There's a lot more of just the raw virus pretty much everywhere. Yeah. And until uh, you get vaccinated, and it's an adequate vaccination because a vaccination astronomically reduces the chance that you can get something. But technically speaking, a vaccine cannot inhibit all your cells from being affected by a virus. Right. That's not ever possible. It's like people that get the flu virus and still get the flu. Yes. A uh, flu vaccine and get the flu. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Uh, on top of that... With a new virus, because you've never been, you've never encountered it, and your upbringing, you've never built up any sort of immunity or any sort of response. Um, you will eventually get it, unless we can eradicate the virus from the face of the earth. No matter what, with any new virus, be it a new um, rhinovirus, which is the most common, that's like the common cold, or a new flu virus, or a new um, COVID virus, which is a rhinovirus, if I'm not mistaken, still classified as one. Um, there is nothing you can do to stop yourself from eventually getting that unless there's unless enough herd immunity around you, unless enough people around you have the antibodies for it, because then the virus won't be able to transfer from host to host. Right. And if it if you stop the transmission of it, eventually it's going to die because a virus needs a host to survive. Mm -hmm. So unless you have enough herd immunity or there's not enough spreading around you, then it'll eventually that virus will die. Or unless you have the antibodies, so you've built up a tolerance or have had it in the past, then your um, IG antibodies will remember that. And that's how you get immunity per se. Or if you've had a vaccine and a functional vaccine. Right. Those are the only three ways you can stop yourself from getting a new virus. If you don't have one or a multi multiple of those options, you will be getting the virus. Right. Even if you lock yourself up in the house in your house, at some point you will come into contact with contaminated um, space of some sort. So you're basically just prolonging the opportunity that you will get the virus. That's effectively my understanding. Yeah. You know, and I should also preface all this by saying that I showed no symptoms. Yeah, most people are asymptomatic. I was completely asymptomatic. I felt just normal the entire experience. Yeah. Um, a lot of rhinoviruses like the cold and COVID and whatnot, you probably get a rhinovirus or the common cold quite a few times a year because there are billions of these things in your own ecosystem that you are contracting all the time. Most of the time, you will be asymptomatic because your body is just so good at fighting 
mm-hmm. viruses. It's kind of what it's designed to do. You have whole systems in place for that. Um, but when you are asymptomatic of a virus, it is far less likely, or a infection, a bacterial infection, or anything, it's far less likely that you can or will spread it, mm-hmm. because um, most of the time, either bodily fluids or um, open cuts or any sort of thing like that. Like mucus membranes are prone for carrying many, many viruses. Um, But if you don't have those, if your nose isn't running, if you're not blowing your nose or sneezing a lot, if you're not coughing, the actual transmission rate, it's much more difficult for a virus to just naturally go out of your body and find a different suitable host. That's not really what they're good at. Right. They need that big sneeze with the actual small, tiny little pieces of mucus that they're in to hit something else. And then someone accidentally touches it with their hand, puts it on their face. Right. And I think it's also, as I understand it, cause my knowledge of this is very, it's not as broad as it's yours. It's a bit is. narrow. Yeah. Um, it's not even that they touch it. It's that they also then need to touch their eyes or, or they need to get it in them some way. Right. Cause it doesn't just, Go through their skin. Yeah, all of this is prefaced on the type of infection. Got it. Um, for instance, there are viruses who attack the uh, epidermis of hosts, and that would be your skin. So if a virus enjoys the outer layer, if it enjoys your skin cells, if that's how it multiplies, then obviously as soon as you touch it with any part of your skin, it will... Right. You're infected. Um, most viruses... And most bacteria, I would say the vast majority, thrive much better in both a safe environment, so not exposed to any elements or any rubbing, for instance, um, the same virus that gets on your skin. We shed so many skin cells a day and whatnot, just rubbing things or just naturally, that if it only gets a little section of the top layer of your skin, those cells will be shed by the by 10 minutes from now. Right. So unless it can multiply fast enough, it's not going to actually infect you as far as get you sick. Mm-hmm. Whereas most viruses, they need a safe environment. So that means internally in your body, because our bodies are naturally good at fighting off the elements, other viruses and bacteria that may pose a threat to them or any sort of just random occurrence that may pose a threat. Our bodies are naturally good at repelling, say, other viruses. So if a virus is inside you, it doesn't have to worry about competing against other viruses. Right. Um, So that's the safety aspect. Most viruses, um, unless adapted, need some sort of liquid medium to actually um, move on a microscopic level or survive. So the that you produced, speaking, sneezing, etc. Yeah. Um, And a lot of them need particular viruses are very finicky on how much oxygen or carbon dioxide they like they may be um aerophobic or aerophilic meaning they like more oxygen or less oxygen so that's why say um a very common strep uh streptococcus species that is known for strep throat infects primarily your throat and that's because your throat is a is highly moist it gets a lot of moisture so it has it and it loves moisture and 
it has the perfect amount of carbon monoxide and oxygen levels at that particular spot. That's why a virus, that's why viruses or bacteria go to certain locations. That's why one virus isn't, for the most part, there are some that do, but will infect only parts or specific spots of your body, not all of them. Um, but having said that, then say you have a virus that attacks the lungs, the bronchioles or something like COVID. It has to get to said spot in order for you to be infected. So if, say you wash your hands after touching that initial virus and it was COVID, the likelihood that then that COVID can find a pathway through it can usually use any soft membrane, so your eyes, your ears, your nose, your mouth. Those are the most common. But then it has to get all the way down to the site where it can effectively multiply and reproduce, which would be the cells it targets and the lungs. Wow. So for the most part, if you think about it, it's actually very difficult for a virus to do what it does. Yeah. The problem is there's so many of them that eventually your body will accidentally get some. Right, right. I didn't know all that. That's... And that's probably why you were asymptomatic. You're a young man still. Like, you're not... We're not midlife yet right. or anything. Right. Um, your immune system probably had no problem keeping up with that lung infection. Your lungs are healthy and whatnot, so the cells in there didn't have a problem fighting off the virus without uh, causing any symptoms. Because our body is what causes... Uh, like viral symptoms right our body is what makes the nose run our body is what makes us cough and sneeze and have fevers and whatnot those are all mechanisms to get rid of the virus or help your body right um but if your body's not having a big enough problem with the virus then you're not going to have those symptoms you're going to be asymptomatic yeah that's and that that's all stuff actually i've didn't really know about it. That's super, super cool. <laughs> yeah, See, hopefully I didn't bore you guys you that much. Doctor, Doctor Ian over here is giving <laughs> it to us like you wouldn't believe. I read a so my expertise with the COVID virus is in the musical setting because I'm a music teacher. Yeah. So wearing masks and stuff like that, and uh, <clears throat> University of Boulder, Colorado, and University of Maryland. Do you guys wear masks when you sing? Yes. Yeah. Because, and as I'm about to state, the, the studies are, that are coming out of these universities are showing that that actually has an up to 93% reduction on the amount of aerosol that gets out and spreads throughout um, a rehearsal room. Yeah, uh, no doubt masks have the potential to stop viruses. I would not, personally, I would never recommend, though, that you would do something like singing or working out with a mask for other reasons. Because... A mask's function, if you're reducing the aerosol rate, that means you're reducing the oxygen intake yeah. and carbon monoxide extake. When you are working out, or if you are, say, singing, you need the oxygen level in your blood. That is very healthy. You need that. So it is potentially very dangerous to like excessively work out or excessively sing with a mask on. Yeah. And this can be done on a very base level. Say you want to wear a mask, try jogging for 10 minutes. You are going to be much more out of breath and much more heated and tired than if you were to do it without. Yeah. And that's just the mechanism of, ac of action. It, Like I said, it'll help stop bac some bacterial infections and some viral infections as any sort of barrier will do. But at the same time, you have to make sure it's not 
the trade-off. Like if you're going to the gym and you're getting your heart rate into like 115, 120, and you're keeping it there for 30 minutes, it is very, I would say it is quite potentially dangerous for you to be wearing a mask because then your um, red blood cells oxi oxygen level will tank and that will cause you at first to pass out and then a lot of quite bad medical things that right. can potentially happen right. to you. And what's funny is you mentioned that I do know friends of mine that complain of lightheadedness when they're done performing or something like yep. that for those reasons. And I think everyone yeah. maybe at some level has experienced that if you've walked around in the store and you've had a mask on for an hour, you notice that, you know, my God, it's hard to breathe. Or you yes. have to work for eight hours. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think a lot of people have noticed that. And I, to what you're saying, I definitely noticed that. Yeah. If I'm doing a lot of heavy duty singing, man, it gets and a that's, little... Yeah, that, that's why I would recommend, if you can help it, I would never recommend wearing a mask during physical activity or something that you need a proper oxygen supply. Right, right. And a lot of people's solutions to that are very thin masks that are made of a, like a spandex material that we've actually oh, learned yeah. can actually accelerate the virus, like it can spread the virus yeah, more they, because that's... Yeah, they don't help at all. That spandex material, actually, it diffuses it, so it breaks up into smaller droplets that then go further, and they go... Yeah, our our understanding of masks that we've gotten now, for example, the World Health Organization, about three months back now, had an internal study over the course of four months about the said masks and effectiveness and the different types of masks. Any homemade, like, single-ply cloth mask or, like, the gaiters people will wear mm -hmm. on their yep. necks and pull yep. up have, technically, it was, like, a minute expansion of the virus, but they effectively do nothing. They absolutely <laughs> stop none of the virus whatsoever. Um, the only thing that stops the virus is surgically approved triple-ply, like, medical masks right. because that's what they're designed to do. Yep. So... Um, it's easier to breathe, of course, and that's because it's less effective. Yeah, right. <laughs> if we take that base level, if it, the easier it is for you to breathe, that means the easier it is for all particles and all viral um, particles and everything to permeate said barrier. Um, cloth masks and everything, they don't do anything. Right. They are not effective for you. Well, I'll tell you what's worse than that is those people that don't wear it over their nose. And worse yet, and this is the one I saw, I was at Walmart a few weeks ago because I had to do some grocery shopping. And that's the only place that I had that I could go to. So I walk in there and this gal is standing in the produce section. She takes a phone call and takes her mask off to take this phone call. Like she slides it under her nose, under her mouth. It's, it's really all it's protecting is her chin. Her chin is as safe from this viral infection as anybody in the store. And she's talking on the phone about how she had gotten tested for COVID to presumably her husband or somebody standing in the middle of the produce section at a Walmart. Yeah. Baffling. At that point, I wouldn't wear the mask. Um, it sounds counterproductive, but from a medical standpoint, even if you're wearing a suitable mask that will stop the spread, like a standard triple-ply surgical mask. Like an N95 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, as soon as you touch that, which almost everybody does constantly throughout the day, as soon as you lay one finger on that, it is contaminated and you're supposed to um, disinfect the entire mask. Right. Because its effectiveness is basically null and void. 
as soon as throughout the entire day. Even if you manage to be able to move it below your mouth or nose and not touch it, I'm not sure how you would manage. If you do, send us a video at a gentleman's chat at, at gmail.com because right. I would love to see that. We would actually make a video portion of this show so I could show it on air. I would yeah, that, that would be great. I'd love to see it. If you can manage. Um, but if you could, defeats the entire purpose of the mask. So if you can't wear the mask or anything... Anyhow, or if you touch it or whatnot, it's not doing you any good, so you might as well take it off. At that point, there's so many things. Like, I get there, and most all parts of America now, they are required at all times. Yes. Yep. But if you're not using them properly, not only are they not doing anything, then they're just negatively hurting your own health because you're cutting your oxygen supply, and you're potentially spreading more viral particles because you're locking a whole bunch of the bacteria and viruses from your hand on said mask and then expelling that every time you exhale yeah so it, you're some, better off just not wearing a mask at that point some people do it's almost like a gimmick to some people you know they you see yeah. them, it, it, it is it is really that yeah but uh, and that's why i would say if you aren't gonna follow like the strict medical procedures or if you can't follow them or if you just don't want to, it really doesn't do any good to, like, show, um, submission's a terrible word. I'm trying to think of compliance. It's really, a, it's really a waste to show compliance and wear a mask in the first place. So you might as well just don't wear it. <laughs> well, I would argue that <clears throat> if it's required, then you should just do it. Because... Do on, on any private property, yeah, if it's right. required... Then it's the private, it's the business's right. Right. And if you, it's really, you need to ask yourself, is it worth causing a fuss because I don't want to wear this mask? Because I think a lot of people have that, like, wear the mask because it's what the CDC says to do and we're just going to do it because we're all going to get through this. And then there's also people saying that I'm not going to wear this mask because I think it's stupid and whatever their list of stupid is. So they don't wear it. I would argue, maybe this is against your stance, but I would argue that. If the business says you're required to wear a mask, just wear the mask. Oh, I've always said um, business rights and, or any personal property, the business owns that store you're in. If they have a requirement that you have to wear a mask or by extension, if a business has a requirement that you aren't allowed to wear pants in, right? it is their right, at least here in America, I don't. I'm not well-versed in the laws of other lands, but at least in America, by all means, you're not allowed to go in that store with pants then. Yeah, it's um, usually, yeah, usually the balancing factor and how that works is if a store says, for instance, you're required not to wear pants or you're required to wear a mask, in America, the alternative is go to a store that doesn't yeah. have those restrictions or has different restrictions or whatnot. Right. That's how private business works. Um... On a government basis, say, like, they say public space, like if you're out on a walk in a park and you're required to wear a mask, once again, if you're not going to comply, like if you don't intend to or if you're going to touch your mask or anything anyhow, this is very, this is very, like, sketchy water, so don't misinterpret this government. Also, I don't care if you do. <laughs> um, just don't wear a mask. It's not doing you any good. It's not doing anybody any good. And ultimately, I mean, it's your life. 
Right. Like, right. as long as it's public public space, especially outside, if you don't want to wear a mask and it's and you're not going to fully comply, then the mask isn't the mask you're pretending to wear isn't doing anything anyhow. Just don't wear the mask. Right. It's it doesn't make sense to like show compliance if you're not actually going to be compliant. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost hurting the compliance idea, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to show but, compliance by rubbing my own face. But then yeah, to double down, if a business requires you to do something, like for many businesses for quite a long time now here in America, it's no shoes, no shirt, no service. Yep. I've never said, well, the government doesn't have anything against that or <laughs> You have every right to go in there without a shirt. Uh, no, it's their property. If you want to be there, you got to wear a shirt. Got to put the shoes and the shirt on. But as long as it's not public indecency, because that's a different thing. If you don't want to wear shoes while at a park, the government doesn't technically have any constitutional right to say you're required to wear shoes at this park. Right. If you don't feel that's necessity, if you want to step on cigarette butts at your dirty local park, I don't care. <laughs> go, for go for it. it. Go for it. Um, and... I'm actually, here in America personally, I would go as far to say, if it is constitutionally in your right, even if I were to disagree with you on something, or even if it can potentially hurt someone, as long as it's not directly hurting someone, I think it's well within your right to do so. Like, if you're at a public park, and uh, just because the mask is compliant here, if, if you want to wear, if you don't want to wear shoes, if you don't want to wear a mask... That is in America within your constitutional right. You don't have to. Right. You, I'm not going to protect anyone in particular, in particular for any one of their stances or any one of their doings in a public space. Say they get public criticism or people hate them for doing anything out in a public space. I will always say you can do that as long as it's within your constitutional right. You have every ability to do so. I'm also not going to stand up for something I wouldn't believe in if someone's getting, like, persecuted for it. I'm like, right. well, you could do it by all means, but if you're getting, if you're complaining that you're getting yelled at for it, that's on you, buddy. That's, you could, yeah, you could right, do it, right, right. deal with the consequences or the rewards mm -hmm. for what you sow. Just you reap what you, you sow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, that's, that's the phrase that I was going for. Yep. Yeah, you reap what you sow, and here in America... If you have a constitutional right to do something, by all means, I will. I am going to stand for that person no matter what. Mm -hmm. If you want the constitutional right to be a complete asshole to literally <laughs> everyone and say every time you see a little old grandma across the street, um, you call her like an old hag <laughs> and it's just it, you just degrade them. That's within your right. It's a really dick thing to do. And I go to the other side, despite what I believe, like in this instance, I believe you really shouldn't be yelling at old ladies. <laughs> you really shouldn't be doing that. But I'll, I'll stand for that jackass's right to do so. But if someone else comes up and starts cussing him out for being a jackass, I'm also not going to be like, oh no, you can't do that. That's his right. Like, okay. <laughs> like he's being a jackass. Are you going to call him out for it? Right. <laughs> he gets called out for it. And then if you come to me saying... They're not letting me call little old Nelly an old hag every day, and it's really hurting me. You said it's my constitutional right. Yeah, and it's also his constitutional right to call you a jackass for doing it. Like, Yeah, it is a very middleist approach. Yeah. Which, which is really, it should be. That's that's the rules, right? You're just yeah. following the rules. Because um, that's, that's how I feel in most, like, requirements or whatnot. Personal property, 
follows personal lawsuits. You should always, um, or personal rules. Just follow what they want. Governmental side, any public space follows public rules. And if it's within your public right, I don't care if I agree with it. I don't care if I am the most opposed to it as I could possibly be. I'll let you do it either way. Right, right. I'll stay out of it because you have the right. Yep. Yeah. Not breaking any rules. Well, I think that's been a fantastic chat. It's it's great to speak with you again. I'm glad we actually that's got true. to be in person. Hopefully we didn't upset too many people. No, I don't think we did. And you know, even if we did or didn't, don't forget, you can always write us at a gentleman's chat at gmail.com. We read everything people write. That is true. And you know, we can even talk about it on air if it's a discussion you want to spark up or something. Yeah, that's... if we get enough next like one of these upcoming weeks, we'll just do a whole episode of discussing We could. Emails and yeah, people's questions. An open discussion. I think that'd and be if, a great idea. And by all means, if you guys disagree with something we talk with, this is an unfiltered live, no notes, no like pre-thoughts chat. So if we say something that you don't like, by all means, debate with us. Because that's what this is. This is a real life just debate of it's just two dudes how talking. we think. Yeah, two dudes talking. <clears throat> yeah. That's literally the show is built as two friends discussing life's happenings. Yeah. That's all we've done for over a year now. And with that, thank you for listening to episode 25 of A Gentleman's Chat with your hosts Ian and Billy.